in a world where robots are made from bits of plastic and you can put your brain into them, but not quite. In a world where a factory that makes robots and puts the brains of cadavers into them that's right next door to another factory that makes clones, but they haven't thought of combining these two things before. Comes <laughs> replicas. A Jerry Bruckheimer film. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we watch replicas. A, ne a Netflix original. Is well, it original? No, it was not a Netflix original. It was a 2019 theatrical, early 2019 theatrical release. This came out in cinemas. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, well, it came out in cinemas in the US, I'm not sure what happened to it here. It came out to, um, to, uh, it came out with a big thud, um, and in its wake left bad, bad, bad reviews, with many people saying that it was going to be the worst film of 2019 when it released in January. Uh, it ended up not being the worst film of 2019, according to popular opinion, but I would argue that all of those people are wrong, and that Replicas with Keanu Reeves is the worst film of 2019. Okay. So, it's the bad movie vaults, isn't it? And we're going to talk about this speculative piece of speculative fiction. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say right out the gate, this film was, for me, it, it's got... All, in terms of a story, at least the first half, it's got all of the beats you would expect for this kind of hokum story, right? It establishes who the characters are, he's got a family, he's got a wacky sidekick who keeps dropping the comedy lines at the end of every scene to diffuse the tension. It's got all the kind of typical beats you expect for one of these in a near future world kind of scenarios. Um, but I found it the first half in, in, in particular I found incredibly fucking dull like brain numbingly dull it wasn't till a certain point when the film started decided to be something else which we'll get to that I I struggled the fuck out of this film John I'm going to no, be honest that's strange because I thought the first half was the best half and when it twisted then I thought it lost something no I thought the second half well not even second half last third when it decided to be something else was I was like oh, at least something's happening more entertaining right. yeah at least it's yeah. deciding or at least maybe the filmmakers are bored now and they're trying to make it more actiony slightly <laughs> but I thought uh, I saw every plot beat happening 10 seconds before it happened mm -hmm. almost every line every little development okay. every character was cookie cutter I'll tell you what I think gone I think this film is a colossal stink fest from start to finish in which every plot device, every piece of character motivation, everything that happens and is done in this film makes absolutely zero narrative sense at all. So sure. plot holes are so numerous and large that they suck in everything else around them like a giant filmic black hole. The writer of this is a guy called Chad St. John. And his tra track record is not great. So the other films that he has written are London is as is his falling. Okay. <laughs> the second film in the London has fell, uh, Olympus has fell. As the fallen. Angel, Angel's right, fault. Okay. Yeah. Right. Those films. 
He also wrote the film uh, with Jennifer Garner, the film that is called Peppermint. Which fallen. I don't know if you've... Peppermint, Peppermint is Falling. Is falling. falling. I know uh, this one. No, which I is haven't. a film where she's like a spy. It, it's, it's not really Is it good. like a kind of swallow, blonde, uh, atomic blonde type? It's like one of those atomic blonde style... Um, female assassin. Female assassin uh, things. But cack. Uh, but cack. And then, as far as I know, this is the only other film that he's written. So, so not, not great. it's not, not great. It's not great. <laughs> um, but, but, but the thing is, I mean, other than the fact that this is about three or four different films, all vying for, you know, not it's a schizophrenic movie that doesn't really know what it wants to be. Yeah, nothing that happens in the film makes any narrative sense at all none and and i find that unforgivable in a film that for me is the definition of a bad film you know i don't mind if films make odd decisions uh, creatively if ultimately it all kind of works within the framework of the world established in the film you know i might not like the film but i accept what's going on in it because it's established that world and that's what happens in that world. Yeah. My problem is when the world that's established is a lot like my own world and yet everything that happens in it makes no sense. The people's actions make no sense. Yeah. Um, the story itself makes no Motivations sense. Motivations are... And, 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 I can't, and I can't stand that. It's just piss poor writing and I can't understand why somebody not involved in these big, big productions can't can't look at that and see the things that I see mm. and go, no, can't do that. That doesn't make any sense. Mm. So what I did was I wrote a list. Right. I wrote a list of all the things in replicas that I hate. Okay. And then I wrote a list of all the things that I did not like about the film in 2019 that everybody decided was the worst film of 2019. Right. And that film, I'm not sure if you can remember. Is Parasite. It's cats. Oh, oh, okay. Ah, of course. I remember we had a conversation when we went to see Rise of Skywalker. Mm. We talked about cats at length. Yeah. So everybody universally loathed and cocked their leg up cats. Yeah. But I would say for all of cats' faults, cats is a much better film than replicas. And I'm going to explain to you why that is. Cats, although some strange artistic choices were made, kind of makes sense in the world of cats. It, is, it establishes there's a, there's a world mm-hmm. in which there's going to be a lot of songs. Uh, there's going to be a kind of um, Britain's Got Talent for cats where they're all going to sing and sure. then one of them is going to be picked for being the most jellical. Yeah. And the cats are all going to look like people with fur. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure any of those are good things, but I'm okay if you tell me that's what the world is mm-hmm. and then you stick to that world, I'm kind yeah. of okay with it. Yeah. I'm not necessarily along for the ride. I'm not necessarily happy, mm-hmm. but I'm kind but of okay But there are boundaries that have been set. There's boundaries that have been set. As long as everything takes place within those <laughs> boundaries, then I'm fine. Okay? What I'm not okay with is set up a bunch of boundaries like, here's the world... 20 years in the future and it's exactly like the world now except we have robots and we have 
a company that is trying to put the minds of recently dead cadavers into the robots, whilst at the same time, in a room next door, they're trying to build clothes, right? And they're not combining those, or they're not thought to combine those two forms of technology. But anyway, that's the world, right? And then a bunch of things happen to the guy that's running the project to put the cadaver brains in the robots, right? But none of the things that happen make any conceivable sense then I'm going to hate that film a lot more, right? Right. So, I don't know if you're interested in hearing my thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Okay, here we go. So, the biggest problem that everyone had with cats, the cats are a bit odd-looking. Yeah. I've not seen the film. Yeah, so no, based they, on what I've... That, they were a bit odd-looking. That's sort of what happens to cats when you're basically taking people and putting fur on that's what they did. Because cats aren't basically people with fur. But it's based on a musical where people wore cat outfits. So yeah. they kind of look... They just... They've attempted to make them in a realistic way. Yeah. I didn't love it. No, but no. I was okay with it. Mm. The tails were a bit weird. They looked like aroused penises. We all, you know, thought that was weird. Mm. Um, it was a bit sexual, which mm-hmm. was a bit odd. Um, the female cats had boob lumps. And furry boob lumps. It was a bit odd. Yeah. yeah. It was a bit odd. Okay. On, on the replica side, the entire premise of replicas, right, makes no sense whatsoever. So here's what happens. Keanu Reeves is scientist who uh, operates in a lab is that his where... Name? Yeah, Keanu Reeves yeah. is the scientist. That's yeah. his name. Mr. Reeves. He operates in a lab, right, where, he, he, where, where it's still cool to move, um, oh, to move your hands around in the air. He's iron, man. To show, oh, no, yes, to my like, like Minority yeah, Report. Yeah. Now, I would argue that in 2002, the idea of moving your hands through the air and having pop-up displays yeah. was cutting edge. That's what the future's going to look like. That legitimately was a touch point for future tech for iPhones in terms of using gestures that literally affected how they made in UI for things like iPhones and touchscreens. That's a legitimate thing. So that's how far that was. At the time, it was like, wow, that's a really cool idea. At the time, it was a great piece of speculative writing. What will the world be like in 20, 30, 40 years' time? Brilliant. So all Replicas does is it, is it takes what 2002 thought the world was going to look like in the future and just do that. Yeah. Uber lazy. Anyway, he's trying to put the brains of recently dead people into robot frames. That's what he's trying to do. We don't know why he's trying to do that. There doesn't seem to be any way to monetize that at all. Although, there is a laboratory just across the, the, the corridor where they're, where they're building clones. And you would think, and the film eventually works out, that the way to monetize this would be, of course, Rich um, to put the brains of existing alive people in clones of them. Yeah. But none of the people that work, that are extremely clever and work in this business have thought to combine these things. Also, I love this in movies, there's one guy in the world that knows how to put the brains of dead people into robots, and that's Keanu Reeves. Yeah. And then you've got his mate, Thomas, played by Thomas Middleditch, and he's the only person in the world who knows how to make clones. Because <laughs> nobody else knows how to do that. So we've established that that's going on. Keanu Reeves has his family, so he has his wife and his three kids. He goes away on holiday, on, and he drives on the worst, most stormy, tornado-filled road in the world. Well, yeah, when and, they leave yeah. for their holiday, 
It's fine. Cut to basically they're in the middle of a hurricane. <laughs> they're in the middle of Twister. Yeah. And right. not surprisingly, Keanu Reeves crashes his car, but he but he kills all his family except himself. Yeah. Right. So and there's a and there's Lucky a that. there's a there's a rather awkward I think five minute scene where Keanu Reeves is pulling all his family out of the car and laying them out on the on the ground and crying lots. Yeah, I mean, and it it goes on far too many beats too long. And it also because we're only five minutes into the film, we don't really care about Keanu Reeves. We don't really care about his dead family. Yeah. Um, so we're just kind of watching his. The kind of aftermath of this. Yeah, but this right. this is what I was talking about at the beginning, where, where I could literally see the movie coming. You know, I was five, five, I was yeah. always five minutes ahead of the movie for most of the film. Yeah, because it's like, oh, he's a guy who's trying to transfer the consciousness of dead people into robots, right? Okay, and now he's going to go on holiday with his family. Clearly, something's going to go wrong, and they're going to die, and then he's going to put his family into robots. And I, I, I would constantly ahead of the film like, yeah. all the time. Um, and the, this this early scene where his family dies, he drags them out of the lake or whatever, and he lays them out, and he's upset. I mean, I really do like Keanu Reeves. I think he's, he comes across as a really nice guy. You see him in interviews, he's very humble, he's very down to earth. He's obviously not very unlike most of Hollywood in terms of a person. So I don't want to shit on the guy too much. But he is not right for this film, for this bit in particular. Because he cannot do this emotion. The thing is, though, the reason I don't think he's miscast in the film is the film not interested in his emotion so the film could have been a morality tale about what you do now mm. because what he does is obviously he, pho- he phones his mate up the cloning guy and he gets him to come out and help him get move the bodies because his plan now finally there's a reason to combine these two pieces of technology if he can download his family's brains he can upload he can clone them and upload the brains into the clones and bring his family back well, right, let's, that's the plan. Let's talk about exactly how you do that because that was a bit weird. When you basically just what you you stick a probe into the eye and you lobotomize. Yeah, you suck all the information. Suck the brain like, like a straw, like a milk like a straw. straw, which is a little bit weird. It's mega science. Yeah, it is. Yeah. This is the this is the brain drain. Um, yeah, wrinkly smooth. wrinkly brain. Yeah, smooth brain stuff. All from, come full circle. Yeah, from the first episode. Began. And also, they do make a point of. The cadaver that he does the experiment with at the start of the film is fresh. And they do make a big deal of the fact that this guy has just died. So it's like reanimate? Yeah. And they've got so, him there. Yeah. So they need to have just this. died for this to have, Not, uh, you know, to work. Yeah. So he's going to take his family from wherever they died to yeah, his... Yeah, I think yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, here's, here's, the, here's, here's where it gets... Here's where it gets, for me, utterly preposterous. So his mate turns up and they take the bodies back to Keanu Reeves' house. And now his plan is to build clones in the basement of his house uh, and upload his family's brains onto his computer and download them into the clones. It takes 18 days to build a clone from scratch, right? And you've got to build them in these special tanks. So even though these tanks cost 1.7 million... Thomas Middleditch manages to grab three of them from work. No one notices they're gone. Mm-hmm. 5.1 million's worth of tanks. So Keanu Reeves gets the tanks, but the problem is he's only got 
three tanks and he's got four members of his family. Yeah. So you would think this is a Sophie's Choice style situation where he's got to choose the family member that doesn't live. Yeah. Incredibly, he takes his wife out of the running. She's definitely coming back. Mm. I mean, she's Alice Eve, so she's a bit of a hottie, so I sort of get it. Yeah. But with his three kids, he chooses which one of those is not coming back by putting... Put in a. Put did, in he put his, what, did he not put his? He wife's doesn't name? put his wife's name. He puts his wife's name to one side. Then he puts the three kids' names in a hat, yeah. and he picks out one of the kids' names to not come back. And and there's loads of scenes around here where he keeps asking Thomas Middleditch to do things, and Thomas Middleditch says, "I'm not doing any more of this weird shit, man. I'm not picking your kid's name for you. You pick your own kid's name." Um, yeah, but at this point, he's helping dredge up bodies, grab no. stolen like four million. Dollars worth of stuff. I would not, not do this always, yeah. for a work colleague. No. no. <laughs> Just to be clear, yeah. I probably wouldn't do this. I dislike that character. It's, for someone it's, it's, that I only see occasionally in the office. He, I don't know what it was about this film, but it reminded me a lot of those late 90s future sci-fi action films. Like, um, the, uh, what was that Arnie one? The, the Seventh six, Day? Sixth six Day? This is yeah. the Sixth Day. This is six, like the Seventh six, Day. Sixth Day or um, Eraser. Uh, slightly futuristic. There's a bit of tech. Everybody's... There's an evil corporation. But all of those films all had like a Rob Schneider-ish type of... Sidekick. Sidekick. And that guy was just that. And I was like, fucking hell. This but he's, is, but he's this meant to be. He's a clone genius, isn't he? Uh, but this, Even though he acts like a Burke. Did you not feel the thing, though? This film feels like a film from 2000. 100%. Uh, like, it felt so dated. Uh, but a really badly written one. Because we're yeah. going to get into this section of the film I had the most problems with. Yeah. So, so he's going to bring... He's going to bring his family back. But he can't bring the youngest girl, Zoe, back. Because he hasn't got enough tanks. Yeah. So what he decides to do, because somehow, even though he couldn't manage to get this process to work five minutes ago, he's now he can now upload everyone's memory ingrams or whatever they are, yeah. and he can remove all their memories of the little girl Zoe. Yeah, but I love this as well because I was watching that. He said, "Right, I'm going to remove all memories of Zoe." So I'll just type in keyword Zoe, and then so Zoe. what? They're going to they're not going to remember Zoe Kravitz, Zoe Ball. They're going to. Well, it makes. It make, I would argue it makes even less sense than that. Yeah. Because although he can remove their memories of Zoe, apparently, mm. he can also go around the house and destroy all the photos of her. Yeah. Uh, and and take all the clothes and burn them. All the drawings she made. What he can't do is remove everybody else that's ever encountered Zoe's memory. Oh yeah. yeah. This will so be... the the minute Zoe, the minute the any of the other family members leave the house, yeah, and they say, and they Zoe? go, hey, 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 how's Zoe? Why is she not coming to school? Why is Zoe not coming to school? Well, he sends a thing to say they're going to homeschool her, but but the first thing. Just cutting forward, the first thing Alice Eve does is she goes when she comes back as a clone is she goes for a run. Any point on that run, somebody could come and speak to her about her family yeah. and about Zoe, and, and she doesn't remember Zoe. Yeah. And also, there's one more. What about the internet? Yeah, and, and So you can't remove all the images of Zoe that no doubt are all over TikTok or yeah, all Facebook. over Instagram but not or all over that, Facebook. But it's taken him what, uh, what did he say? How many hours did it take? Or a week's time? Uh, 17, 17 days. 17 days. 17 days. So yeah. I say, and he checks his phone and it's like a list of missed calls because he hasn't been obviously paying attention to his business stuff while he's doing this. And I say, what, and they're going to come back to life and think, 
oh right, yeah, I've got a doctor's appointment tomorrow, and then realise they missed it three weeks ago, and that's not going to be strange. There's too many holes. Yeah, so um, it doesn't make any sense why he thinks he can bring his family get away. This is what he does. He bring he brings them out of the, the the cloning tanks. He injects them with their memories, and then he puts them to bed. And then they're supposed to wake up and have forgotten Zoe and think nothing untoward has happened. Mm. It just doesn't make any sense why he would think that was a thing that he could do. So it's nonsense. Mm. In, a, in a in a in a better written film, this would be focusing purely on his desperation against all logic. You know, like a Frankenstein kind of thing, right? Mm. He's like um, the film would acknowledge these problems. His psychic will be saying, "Well, how are you going to deal with that? How are you going to deal with this?" He's like, "I don't care. I just need him back. I need him back." And he become as a slow madness to him being in a house full yeah. of clones. And he would and he would fabricate a, a, rea- a new reality for them. Yeah, he would when he brought them round. He would say, "You've been out yeah. because there's been an epidemic sweeping the yeah. country. You were all infected with it. You're better now, but we can't go outdoors." Yeah, and slowly after back that reality starts to un- unravel. People start asking questions outside and the family start asking questions inside and he lo- starts losing his mind. Maybe you even have some problems with them as clones so, and they, he starts right. mistrusting so, them. And, yeah. you know, like, so that would have been a good second half. Another good second half. Make it more horror-y. Yeah, another good second half would have been a Pet cemetery style second half yeah. where there's something wrong with the clones. You know, it's all about man's hubris, this, right? You think you can play God. But maybe the clones don't have souls, so they act weird. Yeah. I mean, there's some, there's, when the clones come back, by the way, Alice Eve goes for a run, and there's something wrong with her chest. Yeah. There's a bit where the son drops something, some cereal, some milk, yeah. uh, and it looks like there's something wrong with him. The film doesn't then ignores, no way, ignores no. all of that. So it's setting up for a second half. There's going to be like a pet, like a like a. Uh, a future science version of Pet Cemetery, where it's about you know don't use science to replace God mm. because the the um, effects of that will be bad. Yeah. You know that's how it felt like it was gearing up. Mm. But the second half of the film, yeah, picks up none of the stuff that has been no. established in no. the first half of the film. I thought that's where it was going. That's what I was saying. Like it got to a point where the film surprised me in a bad way. He went in a far less interesting direction, mm-hmm. but yeah, when she was having the heart problems, and then the kid's like glitching a bit, and he drops <coughs> his like I think he's like some mashed potato in his milk or something like that or whatever, um, and you think oh they've got problems, oh they're going to get worse, and he's going to yeah. be trying to spin plates and trying to keep yeah the, he's trying to keep, he's together. trying to keep the reality that he's had to create for them going yeah while also dealing with the fact that he's the family's brought back and not the same family yeah so mm-hmm. but that would have been a pretty decent well signposted second half of the film which brings me back to my list because my my number two thing on cats that I didn't like about cats too many songs I mean the fact is it's it's based on a musical which had a lot of songs in it and I've added more so I get that it had too many songs but I think that's okay I knew what I was getting into I knew it was going to have a lot of songs in it my big problem with replicas on the other side of my page the second half has got nothing to do with the first half. So in the second half, there's there's been a guy hanging around the office telling Keanu Reeves that unless he gets results, his funding's going to be cut. Yeah, his boss. Yeah. It's kind of his boss. Well, it's his boss. It's clearly not the boss of the company because, 
he feels like a middle management guy because he keeps saying, you know, oh, he doesn't say I'm going to cut your funding. He says your funding will be cut, assuming, which, which assumes that it's maybe somebody else's job to do that. Anyway, he loiters around in the first half of the film. He appears in two or, two or three scenes. In the second half of the film, he discovers that Keanu Reeves has cloned his family and filled their brains with computer versions of their brains. Well, and, and, and then he comes after them because they're the property of the company. This all comes out of left, comes out of nowhere. Well, he mm-hmm. says, he does say, because that was the bit that kind of confused me when they did, to the film's credit, explain it. Because I was like thinking, how did they get all this equipment over to his house without knowing? And it turns out he knew all along, and we let, almost let them t- steal the technology because he knew what he was going yeah, to okay, do. Okay, but here's how the film explains that. Uh, Keanu, which all makes no sense. Keanu Reeves tells Thomas Middleditch to get rid of the bodies, and Thomas Middleditch can't bring himself to do that. And uh, the boss finds the bodies, and then Thomas Middleditch has to tell him what's going on. Right. So he didn't get rid of the bodies. So what did he do with them, and how did the boss find them? Yeah, he put them in the fridge at work with a note saying, "Do that's what he did." Do he, must, he, must have, he must have put them in the fridge at work yeah. with a note on them with his name saying, "These are Tom's. Yeah. Don't yeah. eat." Because yeah. otherwise, he might not have got rid of them, but he might have. You would have assumed maybe taken them to his house or buried them in his garden or. Even if he did nothing with them, how did his boss find out? And that just didn't make any sense to me. It seemed like a very logical way for the boss to find out what was going on. Mm. But yeah, the boss has found out what's going on. I also think that happened, that must have happened after he stole the equipment though. So the boss didn't let them steal the equipment. Because that literally happened the next day. But anyway, maybe. But um, the boss has decided that, that he's going to... And I'm not even sure what his plan is here. He so, just wants them, the, the family. It's something to do with... This is the bit of the film I really couldn't follow in terms of what they want from him. They want him to come back and work just for them. And they want this algorithm for transferring brainwaves from one thing to another, right? Into the, into that weird like box thing with gloop in it. Yes. Um but they want also want they also the family. Want the family, like their assets in some yeah, way. Yeah, they, well, they are technically property of that company. That's what he, that's keeps what he keeps saying. But but that, but the point is, why he doesn't want the family? All he needs is the technology. But he's adamant he wants the family job. So weird. But all he needs to do is go to Keanu Reeves. Right, you can go with your family. All I need from you, Keanu Reeves, is the technology that you are using to transfer the minds. Yeah. to the clones because I've got Thomas Middleditch and he's the clone guy so I don't need you and your family I just need what you know instead he doesn't do that he shoots Thomas Middleditch the only guy that knows how to do the cloning yeah. so now he doesn't know how to do the cloning anymore and he insists that the family are his so Keanu Reeves is therefore never going to kind of collaborate with him and in fact what happens is Keanu Reeves lobotomizes himself in a toilet, so he can download his memory engrams to the robot from the beginning of the film, so the robot can attack everybody, iRobot style, like it's a movie from 2003. <laughs> am, am I missing anything? No, yeah, he puts his own brain there, because his plan at the end of the film is that he comes up with a new business scheme for the company, which is not to put 
the brains of fighter pilots into automated jets and stuff. Or also, there's a line in there that goes, think about it. Yeah. The brain of the top pilot in the US Air Force in our jets, or the brain of a hacker in a virus. What? That was literally a line in the film. Did, li- this, I didn't understand that bit at all. Nobody wants to have their brain put in a plane. Let's no, be clear. No one wants to put it into, into a, vi- a brain in a virus. And the, the business yeah. model here, there is only one business model yeah. here. So that's what it's, it's the one they find at the end of the film. Yes. What old rich people yeah. download their memory, put it in clones. Yeah. We've been seeing this in, in sci-fi films and books for decades. Yeah. So there's another thing, because obviously you find out at some point that the reason they wanted to put uh, brain algorithms and robots in the first place is because they wanted soldiers. Yeah, that, they want an army yeah. of robots they want that an army. fought like a soldier. Yeah, but they can't... That the, they can't cope with the fact that they are now a robot, yeah. so they freak out and then yeah. they're destroying themselves, or you know, it yeah. just misfires. They tried that. So, what my question is now is why don't they just get a couple of volunteers who are top soldiers, tell them they're going to put their brain algorithms in a machine yeah. while they're still alive? Do that so that when they wake up in a robot, out. yeah, they know. Oh, right, the, I signed up for this. Yeah, and that would have been a better way rather than just you know robocopping it. That is one of several scenarios. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. it doesn't yeah. doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. Although there is a fun robot jumping around that sounds like Keanu Reeves, and I'm quite that was fucking awful. That yeah. <laughs> the CGI. I said this to Scott earlier, although you didn't have much of a reaction, Scott. I don't know whether you couldn't tell. Yeah, whether your eyesight's that bad. But the CGI yeah. on the robot at the beginning and at the end is atrocious. <laughs> Like really bad, like really bad. I'm talking like in the early '90s before Jurassic Park bad. It yeah. was really bad. <laughs> so at the end of the film, he kills the bad guy, but whilst the bad guy's dying, he says, "I'll do a deal with you. You let my family go, which should have been the deal in the first place, <laughs> and I'll download you into a clone version of yourself and give you all the tech." Yeah. Which is what he does. So the bad guy ends up running the company with the help of Keanu Reeves in the robot. And the company will now do what it should have been doing all along, which is getting rich people to pay money to have their memories implanted in in younger clones. And meanwhile, Keanu Reeves is hanging about on a beach with his family, uh, who have no repercussions from from being clones. Everything's fine. And guess what? The girl, Zoe, that didn't get cloned, he clones her and he turfs up with her. Yeah. Even though I'm pretty sure in the first half of the film, they said there was a time limit on when they could take the engrams out of the dead bodies and he didn't take the girl's engrams or memory. Yeah, or well, they call it. Yeah. So there's no way he could have cloned her and put her memory back in anyway, yeah. except he kind of did because it makes for a happy ending. And also, they're all glad to see her. Like, they shouldn't know who she is. Yeah, they've had their, girl their memories what? removed. The oh, so yeah. she should, they shouldn't be that bothered. Yeah. Yeah. Also, can we just talk about Alice Eve's reaction to finding out she's a clone? Yeah. Oh, yes. Almost like they're having uh, just a slight domestic argument. It's Yeah, it's like they put sugar instead of sweetener on her cornflakes. Yeah. She's like, oh, oh I'm a clone. Well, that explains things. And, it's, and it's, not, it's not much more of a reaction when she finds out she's got a daughter that's been erased from her memory. Unbelievable. You erased my daughter's memory. There's none of that. Yeah, well, and we don't have what... time to deal with that because we've got soldiers turning. And that's what the film should have been about. <laughs> and that's literally... The, that's literally yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, your, what, your personality is made up of your memories. So if you start affecting people's memories, do you not then affect their 
personality. Do you not mm. change that? that uh, to me, a, a more interesting second half would have been. Yeah, yeah. If John, you take some memories out of someone, yeah. do you get the same someone, or do you get a different someone? John, yeah, this, is, this isn't film. this isn't like um, Charlie Kaufman, you know, writing Eternal Sunshine. Mm. <laughs> you know, this is. Chad Wass's face writing. But, but I'm, but I'm yeah. thinking that it should have been. Yeah, well, it could have been. Yeah, yeah absolutely but, should have been. But this is the difference between talent and not. <laughs> and I would say the, the problem with the, the, the replicas is the fact that it's, it's not saying anything or doing anything particularly new or clever. Mm. But, it is, but it, is, it is coming up with the most nonsensical way of writing that scenario so that nothing that ever happens is is makes sense you question everything everything that anyone says or does you know it's illogic it's not no single character behaves the way a real person would in this why does the bad guy kill the only person who knows how to do clones and then when he's dead how does he even know how to do cloning at the end yeah because Keanu doesn't because Keanu doesn't, he but, keeps repeatedly saying the only person who knows how to do clones is Thomas Middleditch's character. Got it, got it, got it, got it. They shot Thomas Middleditch's character, then they, then they took, his, took his memories and stuck it in a robot, which didn't freak out, but could clone stuff. But why didn't it freak out? Cause we why that? Yeah. Because, because reasons. Because reasons. <laughs> why didn't it, why didn't, um, so, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, why didn't Keanu Reeves' robot freak out? Didn't he because come, again, like I say, because Keanu Reeves knew he was going to put. But his didn't brain he also in a robot. do something? He mentions he's putting an algorithm that makes his robot body to him look like his normal body. Isn't that something? I remember. Sorry, there's I some bollocks. There's, there's, there's some bollocks about that. Yeah. Yeah. The film now and again tries to use this kind of throwing a few lines of dialogue to fix plot holes here and there. Yeah. But they're quite insubstantial little plot holes, yeah. and then there's big ones just left there. Yeah. That you could drive a truck through. I yeah. mean, the plot holes in this film. Nothing Keanu Reeves does. For me, it was sense. like just uh, the, it was just the logic of what why characters are doing things. Like uh, Keanu Reeves' entire family's wiped out, and yeah, he's upset. But it's almost like he doesn't even think about what to do. He's just like, this is what I'm doing. And then his mate just turns up and just helps him. Yeah. He complains at a bit. every at every opportunity. The, the more bizarre things he asks him to do, the more he seems willing to do them. It's you know, and like, then he draws a line at picking a name out of yeah, that. Yeah, picking a name out of that. I'll get rid of these bodies for you, though it turns out he yeah, doesn't really throw the fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah, But yeah, won't pick a name out of a hat. But yeah, it's strange. But like I said, I think the first half of the film was not good, but interesting. I preferred the first half of the film. I didn't think it was interesting, yeah. but I thought it was setting up things that might have been interesting. Yeah, and I thought yeah. it would have been great, great if they carried on with that. What, what is it to be human? And, and all those you know, It could have been a ideas. movie like Ex Machina. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead it just well, it becomes For me, another yeah. full-on film <laughs> sort of halfway through. He thinks, I think what happened is he started, oh, it would be interesting if I wrote a science fiction film and started and then got halfway through thought, no idea or interest in finishing this. I'll just um, make it another Jared Butler actioner for the last 40 minutes. Yeah, see, first half for me, like I said, I, I saw everything coming a mile off. Mm. But it was not, everything was poorly executed. So everything was, mm. there was poor motivation behind it. Yes. Everything it's signposted. It was so irritating. Yeah. It was, everything was signposted. Why are you doing it? Why are you spending time destroying photos and, 
He was crying while he destroyed all the photos and, and uh, objects that belonged yeah. to Zoe and the house. reason why I kind of... It, why are you doing that? Because you can't erase people now. You must know that you're an intelligent person who knows how to put memory engrams out of a body and into a robot. How can you not know how Facebook works? Yeah. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> yeah, the reason why I found the last third more fun, in a very loose sense was when his boss turns up and says, yeah, we know that you've got a clone family and we're actually, we're not a pharmaceutical company, we're a military company. And mm. blah, blah, blah. It's because for me, I was just like, oh, this is literally just turned into a late 90s action film now where they're doing it for the money. Yeah. And then there's the awful <clears throat> bit where the robot turns up, it stops the door open, it's supposed to be some big action bit, you know, like everyone's supposed to go, oh yeah, shit. Everyone, this, is, this, was, this is the money shot. Yeah. It's like Keanu's robot. It's a robot, but it's Keanu Reeves. Yeah, imagine and that. he's a robot. How cool is that? Yeah, and um, it was awful. It was it, awful. The robot looks shonky. The um, action was... Uh, what would we say? It's Blunt really action. jerky. Blunt it, action. It's just jer- it just moves jerkily, like, you know, like Ray it's stop motion. Like, I was going to say, like Ray Harryhausen. Mm. That's how it moves. Mm. Like it's from another, ta- another time of filmmaking. And it's very odd. That, that whole... Plot uh, towards the end with the company and then making money. It's just I was I found it laughable. Mm. I was just like, oh, so you kind of got bored of your own story and just decided to and do also, the whole corporation yeah, 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 money yeah. thing. Keanu Reeves, yeah. who's a scientist, has a fight with the other guy who's like a middle manager, and it and it plays out exactly how you think a fight would play out between a scientist and a middle manager. Not very good. <laughs> but if you're going to, um, ha- why write that scene? Yeah, you know, if you're going to have a film about an ex, I don't know, marine, uh, you know, fighting some terrorist, sure, have them have a fight at the end because this it's is... going to be a good fight, right? Or but... drop a line in like every Steven Seagal film, where it doesn't matter what character he's playing, he used, he used to, to be, be a top Navy SEAL who could yeah. do everything. <laughs> but 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 you hadn't no, nothing. The film hadn't earned its ending. Mm. Well, no, I think I didn't think the first two halves are leading towards one direction, and then suddenly yeah. it's like, oh no, wait, it's a company we so want the, money. So and... the film didn't earn that ending. So, so, so nothing in that ending worked because there was there hadn't been any movement towards it. No, so it, it just happened. It stinks. Like to... everything in the film just happens. It stinks to me of either just poor right from the beginning, or the film company changed direction either after the first edit and decided to reshoot some stuff or there was just, I don't know, some creative conflicts in making the film because it's going in one direction and suddenly it just diverts and you're just like, what the fuck? And it just, the last third makes no sense. All the stuff about them glitching as clones, just forgotten. Dropped, yeah. Gone. Not there anymore. Um, Suddenly they're fine and they're okay being clones, all that. That drama's dissolved. They're not. They're, 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 even the kids become aware they're clones, and mm. you know it's not. It's not a problem. Mm. Um, and then it's all about the money, and we're we're a military company trying to make money. And he's like, "Well, have you thought about making clones of sheiks? Charging <laughs> 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 four billion what, clones of sheeps like Dolly the sheeps. <laughs> um, you know, and just making I'm clones of people. Lamb. Yeah, making clones of rich people, super rich in Dubai. Mm. You know, that's the way you make money. Yeah, of course you do." Immortality. Of course you do. Immortality. Who wouldn't give every penny? Why is nobody there? working in this company having this brainwave? <laughs> How come they have established two separate divisions? One working on transferring minds yeah. and one working on clones. 
and the, never the twain shall meet. It's so annoying. Yeah, it's so annoying. Movie, what are you doing? It brings me to my last thing on my list: cats versus replicas. You ready for this? So the biggest problem with cats: nothing happens. Yeah. The biggest problem, which it doesn't. The biggest problem with replicas: some things do happen. Yeah. <laughs> Too much happens. But they're not very good things, are they? No, it's all. Oh, that's happened now. Oh, that's yeah. Okay. Yes, you yeah. once described a film to me, and I enjoyed it. It was some things happening in front of a camera. Yeah, yeah. that's what um, some things are happening replicas in front of felt like. So some things that happened in front of a camera. Oh, nice. I would say, for my money, that the, that this was the replicas. Now, now that I've seen it, worst mm. film of 2019. Yeah, I mean, Cats is called the worst film because it was a big budget film with big big stars in it. And it's one of those things where the internet got caught up in its own trend of cats is worse, cats is terrible. You know, and it's just the one. That's it's not very attention. good. Mm. I mean, we could easily do an episode on cats, like, yeah. Um, but I would yeah. say it is consistently its own thing, and it makes sense within the universe that it presents. Mm. Whereas replicas doesn't, and I find it's so hard. It must be so hard to make a film, you know, to finance a film. To make one where you start off, you know, cats. The, the mistakes that were made in cats were, weren't made. Were made on the journey. You know, we're making a movie based on this musical, and we maybe made some odd artistic choices about how it should look and feel. Yeah. But the decision to make replicas was based on a script of, of just nonsense that made no sense. You know, just crazy nonsense. Just events that don't tie up, and characters mm. that 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 lack, lack of credible motivations. And it, it just seems like such a waste of everybody's time and money to embark on that from the beginning, when it just... There was there was no reason to make that film. Yeah. And yeah. I think you're always going to get a worst film when, when that's your starting point. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't do anything new. It's not, re, it's not telling a new story in an interesting way. Uninspired. Yeah, it's just, it's it's just like, the first two thirds are just it's just doing the beats. That's why I keep saying like But I don't mind films like that. I like films about future tech and clones yeah, but, and all that silly stuff. But, but I don't mind if it's not original. It just annoyed me that it was not original and also just didn't make sense. No. Didn't follow its own rules. No. For me yeah, I I don't mind something being unoriginal, but it needs to have something in it that's original or have some special source to it to make it new and interesting. You can't keep telling the same story over and over again. And it needs, most importantly, it needs to make sense, which this film doesn't. I'd be happy if it just made sense. Yeah. You know, we certainly wouldn't be talking about it on this podcast. It would have just been a mediocre sci-fi... I'll tell you about another sci-fi film, also on Netflix, that makes no fucking sense, which we could probably do for the show... Is um, the Cloverfield paradox? Oh, we could definitely talk about the Cloverfield paradox. Yeah. How do you destroy that franchise uh, in a single blow? In, in a single blow, <laughs> with when when you've had two such great movies preceding it. Yeah. Now, how do you kill something that could have kept going and going? They could have had the Cloverfield something mm. every couple of years. Yeah. Forever, um, if if that if Cloverfield paradox hadn't been yeah such a disaster. Have you seen that? No. Oh, oh, it's a stinker. Oh. There's a yeah. good story behind it as well. Like, oh, okay. Um, in terms of it getting made. We won't get into it today. Okay, in this show, but, um, yeah, that, that's another one. It just reminds me suddenly of that. I was like, it, illogical film, future sci-fi, straight onto Netflix. I know replica scores are So quite, there, were, there were clearly, and again, 
there were clearly problems with that at script stage that were not addressed. Yeah. Um, that made the film not work. There's some good ideas. I think there's better ideas in Cloverfield Paradox than oh, there yeah. are in um, it's more interesting in Replicas. Yeah. You know, I think it's I think it's got some some potentially more interesting things to say, uh, but uh, uh, it's it's not been it's not been revised properly. It's not been worked through. No. And again, lots of characters doing doing stupid things, motivations. Fuzzy and blurry, and just stuff that that happens that is meant to be scary, but ends up being comical because um, the no care has been taken in the writing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we could definitely talk about both. Yeah, things. I think so. And it'll be a, it'll be an episode that's a mix of funny and a mix of angry, like so many of our episodes <laughs> are. Like this one has been. Yeah, you know, we've we've there's some some things in replicas that are amusing. You know, um, Keanu is is um, uh, is forced to do a lot of em- emoting in the first half, but he sort of approaches that in that same deadpan John Wick kind of way, um, and, it, and it's kind of fun. Thomas Middleditch is overacting really badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, every all the family are uh, given very short shrift. They've got they've kind of got nothing to do, and then all the future science doesn't make sense. And there's all the illogical plot holes. If you kind of add all that up, there's some fun to be had. Mm. But I think Nud, you just hated it, right? Mm-hmm. I I had to watch it in three chunks because I I the first part of it I found tedious because um, like I said, I've seen it about <coughs> eight times now. I just saw it coming every mm-hmm. beat. I was like, okay, yeah. I've seen this before. Okay, yeah, he's got a family, establishes super happy. Oh yeah, he's the cutting edge scientist, right? Okay. Oh, what's that? You're trying to put um, brains into robots. Okay, right, that's not working. Oh, they're going to go on a road trip. Right, his family's going to die. <laughs> you know, like, you just saw it coming. Also, like, what was that guffer in the middle where he was trying to work out why you couldn't get the brain waves into the clones and have it work? And then he touched his wife. Yeah. What was that a bit about? Uh, it was something that I can't remember now exactly. It was something to do with is that not why well, I don't know is it something to do with the robots you thought the reason the robots might be freaking out is because they couldn't touch they didn't feel like the bodies were theirs was that it I can't remember now there's a bit head. where he explains that to Thomas Middleditch yeah. that he's reached that realisation yeah. yeah and Thomas Middleditch calls it something he says oh that's non- non-body of course non-body body robot psychosis yeah. Like, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you can't just put some words together and, that, that, and then that be a thing. So that was the missing piece of that whole puzzle. That was the missing piece of the yeah. puzzle, of touch, course it was. Touch. And then sensation. there was the bit where you mentioned the other day, John, in text, where um, the robot at the beginning of the film, who's a dead soldier, who freaks out and kills himself. Yeah. yeah. The, he comes home and tells his wife about this, saying, we got it to talk today. It, it it reacted and spoke to me. She's like, if it's if it can speak, it can feel. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that bit? Of yeah, dialogue? so yeah. you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, so I mean, brilliant piece of dialogue. Yeah, really clunky. But but that's another interesting thing. So at the start of the film, his wife questions the morality of what he is doing. Yeah, right. Um, and again, isn't that it? Wouldn't that be interesting if she thinks there are morale morality issues around what her husband is doing and then he applies that technology to her 
and and she finds out that she is now a clone, yeah. and yet she had issues with the morality of the stuff that yeah. she's doing. There's loads of interesting stuff there that, that you can... The conflict of... Yeah, that you can create conflict and drama and story from. No, drop it. Five minutes into the film, she doesn't, she doesn't ever mention it again that she has a problem with his work. Yeah. And in fact, there's no reason for to have a problem with his work, therefore... It doesn't actually make sense within the context of the story. So it's just a lazy writing kind of thing where you have, if you have a character in a film meddling with science, you usually have to have a character in a film saying, Being a don't meddle with science. Yeah. It's like a warning. It's almost like somebody has seen that and understands that's a beat of a film that should happen, but hasn't then added on all of the things that that should foreshadow. So it just doesn't make any sense at all. It, doesn't, it just shouldn't be in the film. It does make me wonder if this is just a really bad writer writing a really bad film or this is a writer writing a film that has gone through so many changes since it was originally written that elements of it that remain from original drafts now make no sense in the yeah. film as it ends up being you know, in the future. That's interesting. I don't know much about the genesis of this film. But it definitely feels like something that has gone through. It doesn't feel like it should, it's got one writer. It feels to me like it has, you know, five or six writers and has had many iterations. Mm-hmm. And some bits have stuck from previous versions that should have been removed. Yeah, it feels like the last... It's that messy, isn't it? That, it, it feels like the last act where it comes a little bit more action-y. It does, yeah. yes. I, um, I think it's maybe the production company saying we've got to put more, yeah. more stuff in happening here. We've, so, got, we've got John Wick in this film. Audience is going to want him to do something. Yeah, we need to have him replaced by a shitty CGI robot yeah. and, and lightly tussle with some people. Yeah. <laughs> lightly tussle? Yeah. He does it! We what happened? Yeah. Push, push him around he, a bit. He, he, <laughs> he picks a guy up and slams him on the floor and then he kind of shoulder barges another person, the robot I'm talking about. Mm. And that's kind of it. <laughs> that's the big money shot. Yeah. And there's a car chase where they're like trying to take the... Um, trackers out of the clones because apparently they have trackers in them even though they're clones they're, they're, they're identical copies yeah apart from that thing yeah apart from that which thing. we didn't tell you about yeah oh of course of course they've got trackers in them why didn't I think of that yeah, yeah it's like going to be located on fused to your spine well if you know all that yeah <laughs> well because I only just thought of it prick <laughs> <laughs> I mean ugh <clears throat> it's just a, yeah there's so many problems there's just so many problems what if they're He's got he's got uh, two daughters in the film and a wife. Uh, uh, there must be at least one of those three women with pierced ears. Well, their clones won't have pierced ears. So yeah. he explains. Where are my fillings gone? Yeah, Where yeah, are yeah. my fillings gone? They, That's another reason. Really my tattoo. Good one. I had a tattoo on my thigh. I had a tattoo. Where's my tattoo gone? Well, I thought of another idea, uh, another thing there, but I better not say it. <laughs> Stop it. <Yeah>. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's some Amazon reviews. Ouch, Mr. Reeves, what have you done? This is no John Wick. What a complete pile of shit. Well, no, I mean, but to be fair, it's not called John Wick 4. Yeah, it's called that's because it's a weird... If, if you turned up, yeah, if I turned it's a up... a weird place a, to come from. Yeah, if I turned up to see a James Bond film... Four out of Daniel Craig film, and he weren't playing James Bond. This is not James Bond, Mr. Craig. This is not James Bond. He hasn't shot anybody. 
That's brilliant. That's a really good. I'm going to start doing that from now on. I'll go and see Jurassic Park. This is not Jaws. Yeah. RB Mr. Music Spielberg. <laughs> RB Music Man slash Film Fan gave it four out of five. It's a verified purchase, so you know he's watched it. Oh, that's good then. At least capital letters. Will Foster risks it all to get his family back. This film has received many negative reviews from critics and reviewers alike. What I can say is that it's a sci-fi fantasy and is certainly far-fetched and has many unexplained moments. However, the film tells how Will Foster, a scientific, synthetic guy, what's it say, biologist, is attempting to perfect the transfer of his mind, blah, blah, blah. Fucking hell, he's actually written the whole plot. Anyway, yeah. I recommend giving this film a go. Maybe catch it on a movie channel. Okay. Okay. Maybe watch it wherever you usually watch films. <laughs> IndieWire. Thoughtful, isn't it? Yeah, IndieWire. Frankenstein together from the stiff corpses of a dozen smarter movies. Replicas is a cloning thriller. So carelessly stupid, it often feels like a mad science experiment gone wrong. Dogs Wonga. Also a verified purchase. <laughs> gives you a three out of five. Right. Says average sci-fi. Mm. Pre-average film. Reeves is not the best actor in the world, in my opinion. In my honest opinion, Variety. <laughs> Joe Layden from Variety. How late can a thriller spring a plot twist that at least partially compensates for all the cavernous plot holes, visible dialogue, and ludicrously illogical behaviour that precede it? Probably not nearly as late as the makers of Replicas wait before introducing a third act reveal that brazenly acknowledges just how silly things have been up to that point. Yeah, well, Gaff gave it five out of five. Oh, yeah. And he said, Eingangen einen schlazen Krücken zum Trotz ein Troller Film. Absolut unsamfen. Those crazy Swedes. (laughs) (laughs) Five out of five. Enjoyed it, said LG. It's an interesting movie. I like the idea of a couple of twists which made it quite gripping. One note, however, you do have to like Keanu Reeves' style of acting. Once you're past that, it's great, actually. So that sounds quite indifferent. That's quite an indifferent review, but he's giving it five out of five. Control, alt, delete this from your brain. (laughs) I wish I could have my memory of this film removed by Ingram memory, Ingram's very robotic acting, no pun intended, from the two lead actors. Which two are you talking about? I thought they were... Well, she, you can't be talking about Alice Eve because her part was so underwritten that it barely qualifies as, <laughs> as, More than a cameo. as an appearance in a film. Replicas will become a cult film in the future. Highly doubt that. Highly, highly doubt that. It's too forgettable. Mm. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I don't, and I don't think it's um, offbeat enough. It's not be, funny enough. Yeah, to be truly considered. A cult film is either an underappreciated gem or it's a bad film that's fun to watch. And I don't think that falls into either of those. Right, yeah. let's wrap it up then. That was yeah. Replicas. Replicas. So, proving <laughs> that uh, Keanu still can't get still, it quite right when yeah. he's not wicking... Or matrixing. Or matrixing. Mm, correct. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, well, okay. Is that it then? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what else we can say. No. No. No, <laughs> not really. No. Don't watch replicas. No. But do listen to us when we come back and talk about more bad movies on the Bad Movie Vault. Yeah. And watch Cats. 
Or, yeah, I mean... Well, I don't watch Cats, but if it was a choice between watching Cats and Replicas, I'd probably watch Cats. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay then. Well, I've been Nerd. Scott. JP. See you later. Bye, friends.